All right, you ready to get this thing started? Uh, let's kick her off. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the 352 Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Johns, and sitting beside me, as always, we got Mr. Jonah Hyatt with us. Well, it's been a little bit of time since we've done this. Oh, we've had a lot of life changes between now and the last one, so. Yep. It's been it's been a roll. There's been a lot of stuff going on, but no turkeys being killed. Oh, my. It's been the worst season I've probably ever had. I killed one bird this year, and that's that's bad. And I can usually go to Georgia and kill limit in Georgia if I wanted to. I didn't even hear a bird in Georgia this year at my place. Yeah, so we just got off work just sitting here. Um, been meaning to do one, sit here and record one. It's just been life. Everything's going on in life. We just ain't had had a chance, and it's like we'll sit down and do a short one here to kind of update everybody where we're at we're hoping to start a series this summer to get a lot of guests on and stuff so we'll probably do this one and probably maybe two more here to finish out turkey season because i know everybody's kind of getting away from the turkey hunting right now and then we'll start our summer prep all that kind of stuff but so yeah it's been a horrible season for us probably the worst one i've had that's been bad i killed one at my aunt's house as per usual and that's been about it. I yeah. went to Georgia a couple of times. Not even, I never even hunted here at the farm this year. Not a single person has ever went behind the house here yeah. at the farm and even listened for a bird. I don't even. I guess we got lazy here this year at the house, but we, after the dismal experience in Georgia, kind of took a lot of a lot of wind out of our kite. Everybody yeah. kind of just well, not everybody, but a lot of uh, me, including I, just kind of quit on the whole turkey hunting thing and kind of got more started getting geared up for deer hunting yeah and that's kind of i mean i've been hearing about it that everybody's saying that turkey population's down they've shortened our season in georgia where we only had they shortened it what two weeks shortened by a couple weeks and took a bird off of it so used to be three birds in about two and a half months now it's only about two months and two birds yeah so and you hear a lot of people struggling this year that there's birds where they're not supposed to be or not where they've been for years past and that's kind of what we've seen too i mean your place used to be you I mean it was every given you go out there anytime during hunting season and pretty much here at least four or five birds even in a distance I and mean, the neighbors yeah. it didn't matter you didn't have to be my place you could hear them over on what we called the pivot you could hear them in the creek you could hear him anywhere you'd hear four five six shoot we've seen we've heard seven eight birds at one time in there Yep. And I've had five or six birds on camera at one time in full strut. Mm-hmm. And this year, had one lonely gobbler on camera milling around. And I didn't even... Jonah went up there opening weekend a day ahead of me and went in there and listened that morning on Friday morning and thought that he heard one gobble. And we never heard never heard one from then. Yeah, and that's kind of... I mean, me getting on a new place, not knowing what was there. You I mean, I didn't have no prior history on that place so i don't know if it's been good in the past or not been good i mean it's it's a very good track of land to sustain turkeys on you would think but i would have thought after we burned off burned both them pine tracks that we would have just been beating turkeys off of us oh yeah so the opposite you mean yeah so there wasn't no turkeys there no turkeys on your place um our stuff down here you mean that i normally do really well on far as where I open up every year, there wasn't, there was, we had two turkeys on that place and zit, and 
I mean, they acted real weird this year. Like, I mean, pretty much they were acting like they were pressured birds. It's been pressured pretty much all season. You were trying to hunt them last weekend. And, I mean, I'm talking opening weekend. We were hunting these turkeys, and they were just – Yeah, because I went there hunting with you guys there that one weekend. And, I mean, the birds come in 60, 50, 60 yards there for a minute, but the other boy doesn't shoot a really long range gun at the time i think he's got him a 12 gauge all fired up now he's ready yeah. to, he's got him a goose gun yeah he's ready to rumble but at the time he had this you know short barreled 20 gauge and first bird they come in there with twins but it's the hens flew down and just kind of meandered off and the two birds i mean one was gobbling and strutting and working his way towards the decoys and then the other one he never strutted he never he'd only gobble every now and then and he stayed on out there good distance and it was just like they got down there got within 50 60 yards of decoys and then realized when oh shit the hens are gone and just turned and burned and never seen him again yeah i mean they physically ran across the pasture and just left yeah and then that that was just, they did that twice on us and then um I tried to go down there the last weekend, and it same thing. I mean, there wasn't no turkeys there. Heard one off in the distance, and that was it. And it just, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if the issue is. It's I mean, a wet spring, and but in the years, we've had a couple wetter springs in the year. You, if you have a bad year now, it means there was something in the previous years that create that problem. And they've always say that which I didn't know this, but they're saying that the predators are getting a little bit kind of out of control with the bobcats and the coons and stuff like that. And and they say one of the biggest killers in Florida is the mosquitoes. Yeah. I had not a freaking clue about that, but listening to an FD, FWC officer, and he was saying, he said, nope. He said, we're seeing, I guess they call it, what is it, bird pox? Not chicken pox, but it's like a, it's basically a bird pox, and it's, it's just basically mosquitoes eat a, mosquitoes are eating a little pulse up and that's the number one killer for birds here in florida and it might yeah. be other places too but just the birds just aren't even gobbling really the bird might be there he just ain't saying a word for some yeah. reason this year i talked to one of the guys that i know that he um he does outfitting hunting down here and he usually he'll run 10 to 15 guys to his outfit business a, a season you I mean he's not huge but he I mean, he, he has a really high success rate which he did pretty decent this year you I mean i think I think they pretty much every guy that ran through killed but he was saying that birds weren't gobbling you I mean it was none of that like outstanding hunting like turkey gobble on the limb hit the ground come in gobbling come in the decoys or anything like that he said most of them were three four hour sets and bird would come in silent so um i've heard it from that's how that one that i killed here open in the morning he never said a word on the limb and he had to have been roosted not far from me but because I was there at daylight and I was in the there's a one little scrubby ass friggin' orange tree on a fence line and I went up there and got on the fence line and sat underneath this little scrubby orange tree to listen. It was a central look. I went on top of the hill with nothing around me and this bird didn't say a word for way after daylight. I actually went down there and just got on the edge of the field hayfield where I knew it was. I didn't know he was that bird did not gobble for the first time until he was within a hundred yards of me. Yeah, and, and I that, never even yelped to him or nothing. I never said a word to him. I just knew that they traveled back and forth across that hayfield, so I went and got on the edge of it. And he, I looked back behind me, and he was about 100 yards behind me coming from the opposite direction. But I'm talking, it's 8.30 in the morning at this point. So it's already an hour and a half 
after daylight, and he just started gobbling. And now yeah. when he got fired up, that bird gobbled every breath that he had. Yeah. But he didn't say a word that morning. Not a single word. It was like when you went down there with us and you were filming for us that them birds never gobbled on them one time. Nope. They flew it down and Brian goes, I think I see a bird out there. It was dark. It was like... It was dark. And I, uh, once again, this is why you always keep binoculars with you. And I'm yep. sitting in the back behind these guys and real brushed in real good. And I had them binoculars and I slipped them up and looked out there and sure shit, see both of them out there. And they were both out there in full strut right at the crack of light. Yeah. But they didn't say anything until it got on daylight and only one bird really gobbled. Yep. The other one stayed real quiet and real standoffish. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, I, it was definitely a down year. And then we had our troubles in Georgia. So, I mean, we kind of pretty much wrote it off now. Yeah, we're going to go up this weekend and give her one more shot. Go fill feeders up for deer, deer and get her protein feed in there. I'm switching now. It's time to – this last two runs have been – 4s draw in them but yep. get them get the feeders filled up with some 4s draw and maybe a little corn and call it a year get everything packed in and maybe go back a couple of times through the summer about once a month try to get up there i don't i used to be able to get like i was telling john i used to, to go up there to john i used to, to go to georgia and fill them feeders up up there because we run them boss buck gravity feeders and i'd go up there and it shoot it'd probably last me three weeks and about three weeks the damn feeder to be empty yeah wasn't no big deal I'm like, well, they can go a week without eating. This year, they have emptied every one of them feeders in five to six days. Yeah. Within six days, within within a week, all the feeders are empty, and there's we got one of the 350-pound feeders, and it's empty within 10 days. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not going up twice, three times a month. They're just going to have to starve to death. Yeah, you mean you're just trying to keep deer there, and you mean, yeah, you are giving them protein and stuff, so you mean that's what we're going to do too. So, but, so yeah, that's why we really haven't got on here and talked a whole lot, you mean, because we ain't really had pretty much a whole lot to talk about because it's been such a sorry season for us as far as turkey hunting. Um, I went this past weekend, same thing, just birds not gobbling, went to Georgia, but I actually went on the, the west side with my cousin, went up there, and you mean, he killed a bird two weeks ago up there, but he killed it in the afternoon, bird gobbled in the afternoon, he called like once or twice. Bird was in his lap right there, and he shot and killed him. But he said morning gobbling. They didn't gobble that great. And then we got up there Friday night, started hunting Saturday morning, and never heard nothing on the limb, never heard nothing on the limb, and finally heard a bird gobble like, I don't know, 7.30. It was probably, what, a good almost hour after daylight. At least because it's getting daylight at 6.30 now. Yeah. It's good and light at 6.30 now. So we got – kind of a general area where he was at and we were like well let's just he was like let's go down to this y in the road and try to either get there and listen or set up there and try to call and just kind of wait him out and we walked up there that y and heard a freaking turkey fly off and that turkey he was still on the limb at 7 30 yeah so i don't know it was weird this year they're really? saying i mean there's a lot of factors in it right now he was out drinking all night yeah he had he a had, long night he had a hard friday night yeah he didn't want to get out of bed Saturday morning. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, this is probably the first year in how long that I haven't killed a turkey. Well, I told you it's going to come and go in waves. Last year you got wild with it. This year is going to be a bad year. Like, last year I had a really good deer season. This year might be a really bad deer season for me. Yeah. But I don't know. You I mean, the from what I've seen from 
the six or seven years that I've been, we've been friends and I've been talking to you and stuff like that and just looking at deer patterns and deer numbers and stuff right there where you're hunting at, I still, I think you've got more deer than you've ever probably had there. This would be my second year going into year-round feeding. Yeah, so you're sustaining deer in that area. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, now I've just got a bunch of Democrats in there because they just stand at that feeder. (laughs) Yeah. It's like going to South Texas down there. You can go drive down the road and throw corn out, and before you get to the end of the road, you look back, deer already standing in the middle of the road. Yep. So I mean, that's how it is up there right now. Which I think right there in that core area that me and you were hunting in, there's a very high deer population there. You mean you can't drive down a back road without seeing one? Yeah, without or, hit, trying to hit. Yeah, you can drive or hit one. Yeah. And it's, so. it, a lot of people talk about that west side Georgia, but that little hole that we're in, they don't people don't really know about that little hole that we're in but there is some absolute because we went to the processor last year and i don't know how many times we were at the processor and there was just some absolute studs yep. at that processor and you walk and he let you walk in the cooler where you hung them up and he'd hang the horns and the capes up in the cooler until he got around to doing something yep. with them and you want to talk about just an absolute i mean there were deer in that processor which i mean he might be the only one for two damn counties pretty much but you talk about just, I mean, just absolute monsters. Now, you have there some old timers. I don't know how many times I went there. And there'd be some old 70-year-old damn man up there. And I don't care. It's If it's legal, kill it. Do what you want. But he'd be up there with a damn spike or a three-point. That what that damn spots weren't hardly knocked off of it. Yep. And we went up there I don't know how many times. And there would be does up there. And that that's what what really pissed us off the most is... You get these guys like us from Florida that just don't know how to hunt or don't care, and they shoot everything, and you get up there, and hell, they'd kill the whole damn family. There'd be a damn mama doe and two yearlings laying there on the ground, and well, you just killed your damn current and future population in one afternoon. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to knock nobody. If if you work 50 hours a week and you drive from five, six hours, get to camp that night, go to bed, you get up, you've done spent two thousand dollars on a hunt and lease and you've got x amount of dollars in equipment and x everything like that i'm not knocking you for shooting if it makes you happy it makes you happy go out there and shoot it but you mean but then you got them guys that go oh well, i've been killing deer like this for four years now and i i, I don't even see a deer no more and you mean they well, no shit you've done shot every damn thing in the place yeah we've had it's if you're hungry kill it i get it but if it's a sport this is a sport for us, basically. This is something yep. that this is a passionate thing that we love to do. I've, at, I'm well, like I'm 29 years old now, but at 29 years old, I've kind of grown from the let's kill every damn thing in the neighborhood, which I still have that motto, but yep. let's make sure that it's a good deer before we just start shooting. And everybody goes through that. I mean, everybody's going to go through that. Yeah. Like, but you spend that. I spend ten thousand dollars a year on this little place that we have up here, just myself. Yep. Why would I want to go up there and shoot a damn three-point or a spike or a little four-point or go up there and start killing does and junk? Which, I, I mean, like you said, if that's what if that's your motto, and I hear people all the time say, well, you can't eat the horns, you can't eat the horns. Well, when you kill the damn doe and both yearlings, and the damn yearlings don't weigh 50 pounds or 40 pounds apiece, you ain't killed nothing. Yeah. You know, you, what, what, what if you killed? At least let the damn yearlings go. They'll survive. Yeah, you got to... <clears throat> What, two gallon size bags worth of meat at the most? Yeah, whenever he hands you back your deer meat and in a gallon size Ziploc bag and says, All right, here you go. Yep. Here's my worth my ninety bucks. 
Yeah. You know, you you've you've accomplished not a thing. You've got more money in corn, kind of bait that bastard up than you do actually what you're going to take home. Yeah. And you you, you and I, I don't know. You're going to get me on a tangent here in a minute, but we you ain't accomplished shit. You have not accomplished a damn thing by doing raggedy shit like that. No. You mean granted if that guy wants to go up there and he sees a 2-year-old buck that's an 8 point and he wants to shoot it, Go for By it. all means, shoot yeah. that deer. Because yeah. that, if that deer makes you happy. But then you got these guys on social media, oh, you shouldn't have shot him. He's a t- whatever. If he's a good rack buck or he's a good mature buck, even I've shot four points that are four and a half year olds. Yeah. They're just old, gnarly ass, white faced four points. It's not so much if it's a good, mature deer in my mind, kill it. Or if you're starving to death or you're a local and you need a couple of deer a year to survive to fill your feeder freezers with. But if you're somebody like us that's goes all the way up there don't go up there and just waste good 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 ammo good gas good tags on yep. just shooting everything in the damn neighborhood like you said if it's a good two and a half year old eight point and you're on a hunting lease and even if it's a tight hunting lease and you know your damn neighbor's gonna kill him well you might as well kill him if the neighbor's gonna kill him that's fine yep but mean, I, just don't shoot everything in the damn neighborhood yeah, and then you got these guys on these like social media pages, maybe like Facebook group and everything like that. So this guy goes up there and he kills him with solid eight point. And then you got all these guys on there that's gonna bash him about like, oh, you shouldn't have killed that. You should have let him. My motto is that guy's not affecting you because no. if it's your neighbor and y'all have come to a mutual agreement like, hey, we're not gonna kill this and everything, and then he goes out and kills it behind you. I, I mean, I kind of get why you get frustrated, but if that guy lives. 100 miles from you or whatever why are you gonna get on there and beat that guy up you I mean he he's excited about shooting that deer or you I mean a turkey like shooting a jake you I mean i don't personally i'm not gonna go out and shoot a jake because i've been turkey out long enough but if a child wants to go out and shoot a jake or for somebody's first turkey by all means shoot it it's legal if it's legal in your state do it it's just like this decoy stuff that everybody wants to raved about like oh you can't use decoys you can't fan a turkey if it's legal go do it but it's keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. Yep. That's all they are. Absolutely. There's people behind the phone. You get toe to toe to them, they're going to cower down like a bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah. But that's. But they're just. They think they're big and bad. They can tell you how to, you know, live your life and how to hunt behind the keyboard. They yep. think the almighty Instagram, and Snapchat, and Twitter, which now old Musky owns it, so you ain't got to worry about too much out of them. Yeah. But, but you got you got these people back there that are just. They think that their way is the only way, and that their way is the way. It's their way or the highway. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's a there's a thousand ways to skin a damn cat. Oh yeah, because granted, I'm not gonna go to Georgia where I've fed deer all year and I've paid the money and everything. I'm not going up there and killing a five point. But I can tell you, if I went down here to Richland and I'm running dogs down here, and if a five point walks down and he's a legal buck, I'm shooting him. Yeah. Fuck if he's a cowhorn spike. Yeah. I'm gonna wreck my truck and empty my rifle. Yeah. Then. So, that's just the way it is, though. That's just how it's... I mean, now, granted, we did kill a couple good bucks in Rich on these last couple years, but you might get to a point where it might just be a shitty year and you're going to shoot, which it. we've come to the conclusion that... We've already come to the conclusion I'm, I have to shoot and miss the first one out of the gate. Oh, yeah. If that doesn't happen, we're not going to have a good year. Yeah. So, that was our little rent and rave about these guys that... Keyboard warriors. Yep. Thank so, you. and I know this. I mean, it's a hot topic on a lot of other podcasts right now about that whole. You know, I mean, these guys bashing other hunters and stuff like that, and 
like I said, it's their own does way. it affect you? Does does is it going to make you sleep better at night? Because you told that guy, hey, he can't. You're not allowed to fan that turkey. That's bad of you to fan that turkey, or for you to use a half strut Jake decoy. And you I mean, hell, I don't care. You give me a hard time for rifle hunting in fucking Florida on private land with damn. It's turkey. legal. You know, state of Florida, you can rifle hunt a turkey with a damn. Yeah. With a, it don't matter if a damn bird is again at Brian's. Damn birds wouldn't come in. Y'all are sitting there with shotguns in your hand. If I had my damn rifle, I would have went home with turkey. Because guess what? I'd pillowcased his ass and went out there and grabbed him. Yeah. And see, we... I mean, you work X amount of days, five, six days a week. Depends on who you work, four or five, six days a week. You only got a handful of days to go hunting. You got to think in a turkey season in Florida, it's five weeks long. So you only got 10 days, 10 full days to hunt turkeys. That's it. If you hunt it every single weekend, granted, you're going to have like Easter in there. So there's a lot of times that a lot of family functions are going to come up like that weekend. Bad weather. Bad weather. You mean, so you just, you factor it down. You probably only really get to hunt maybe, maybe five times in a turkey season. Five good mornings. Yeah. That's it. It gets hot, stupid hot, and they don't yeah. want to do anything muggy. So it's just, so. you got to do what you got to do to make it happen type yep. deal so that's why i always take whenever i go hunt here at the farm i always take my rifle with me when i killed that bird over there at my aunt's i had my rifle with yep. me he laid in, it was laying in the damn bushes it laid in the dirt but guess what if he didn't want to tango we were going to tango with him yep so and that's kind of what that, that's going to be our that's like kind of our view on this podcast you mean i know we talked about it on the first episode but you mean we're not really your tv show kind of hunters we're not trying to do this just to be oh look at us we we've killed this big old buck and there we we're over here hunting this great track of land oh we hunt we've had to work for what we got yeah it's a work in progress you're looking at there's three bucks in this house right now that come off of that one place yep. and you would have never in a million years you would have thought that that come out of there and that's not even the best ones because you know my father doesn't mount shit yeah so he's killed some really good bucks up there that 12 point or 10 point right there that big 10 come off of that place is the only deer that's ever been mounted off that place from him or anybody else and you got these two that i've mounted and i just had that i just dropped that big double bearded bird off turkey off yep and but outside of that you would have never in a million years would have thought something small and little places with good management and good neighbors goes a long ways well you gotta take like okay like you can take even the good neighbors out of there like you take for instance that 40 acres that we had two years ago on the west side of georgia i mean that first year we went in there i had like one screwed up buck that i was like okay i'll shoot him if he comes in but there wasn't we didn't have no other target bucks at all no and that whole summer between that first and second year of us having that property which we only had it for two years but that whole summer i fed like you like like you're talking about going up once a month putting feed out i was feeding protein feeding protein and i opening a bow season i had five or six different bucks that i was like okay if one of them comes in and shoots and i shot what what do you think he's probably a 115 i would say that nine point that nine point was a good buck 115 or whatever which for a 40 it was actually a 30 it's like 38.5 acres or whatever and all the neighbors around hunt it so it was a very pressured area and to kill a deer like that you mean you do have to be pretty dedicated at it and you gotta catch it early in the season especially with the neighbors that you had yep you gotta catch them early in both season because like deer would just leave 
whenever like that into September, first of October. Everybody rifle season started coming around. They just poof because they had corn. Because we didn't really have a lot of like bedding area on that place, so like we couldn't like sustain deer and hold deer there. So deer were living other places and coming to ours and feeding. But then when them people started feeding, they just left. They left. But that's kind of what we do now. Is everybody? And we've learned in Georgia, after Thanksgiving, corn dries up because you yeah. get you'll get your lease hunters and your weekend warrior hunters. And some of our best hunting in Georgia has been the month of December, the first weekend, because all the corn dries up, and we feed year-round up there now. And I don't just feed straight corn. I'll feed rack them up in the wintertime, which is that roasted corn and soybean mix. Yep. And I run a 12% mix on that because that's all that they really care to have. And I'll run that from bow season through back first of turkey season. I'll run that rack them up. Yep. And then after that, I'll, I'll switch over to that 4S draw pellet, which is 20%, and run them through all through summer. And But but back to what I was saying is, is after Thanksgiving, you can kill the crap out of deer, and bow season, you can kill the crap out of deer. But anymore, rut is almost a silent a silent thing. Yeah. And that deer that your dad killed there in the hunt season was a good buck. You know, he was either he was ran down from breeding, but he was still a good buck. Yeah, and, and that, that's and that one that we've seen there. That one, we've seen them too. That one night, and the damn horns weren't even proportionate to the body of the deer because he was so ran down and probably hungry. But if you keep that shit forward to him this fall or this summer, I guarantee that deer will be 140, 150 inch deer. Yep. And that's, and I've pretty much like yeah. I mean, I'm not. I can't sit here like the first three weeks of November and go. Okay, I'm not going to Georgia. It's no. not gonna go. I, I'm going to go. I got to go. I got to go. But I don't feel those are honestly our best hunting. I feel like early season, bow season, that first arrival before like everybody and their brothers up there, and then after season is our best hunting just uh, because we do feed all year long. I, I always I always call it the Halloween buck. Yep. Somebody always kills a good buck on Halloween. And we killed – I killed one, my dad killed one, and then you – Kill your dad one? killed one. Your dad killed one that weekend. I think my dad killed the wide the eight. Wide. Yep. And then I think Sam killed her big eight Halloween yep. weekend. And I killed that big wide six. And my and dad you killed the big six, and your dad killed that 11 or 12, yep. whatever he was. But, yeah, that, that was Halloween. I've always, always, always said, and I will say it till I'm dead, unless something drastically changes, Halloween weekend has always been a very productive weekend for us. And they're not really like full fledged rutting them, but they're starting to kind of get they're into comfortable it. enough to come out in daylight hours and start looking without being completely pressured. Yeah, and they're still somewhat on a feeding. They're coming to feed still. They're getting kind of stupid in the head, but they're still on feed. So, but I know we kind of said more or less this was going to be a turkey podcast, well, yeah, but we've done, done went down a rabbit hole of this whole deer hunting, just negativity in the hunting industry is kind of where this all started but well turkey season was a disaster and like i said it was open the weekend we went to georgia didn't hear shit i come home you had to go to north carolina yeah as your girlfriend's a travel nurse you had to go pick her up y'all did a little traveling come back the second weekend still didn't hear shit which there was a bird at your place but he didn't care to cooperate 
Left he was out in the there. worst place that he could be. Like he crossed a clay road in a neighbor's place, and he just didn't care. And then he'd come over there, and he'd get in a big old group of pines on the other side of the neighbor's place, and it was just like, "All right, you bastard." And then yep. he'd be on camera like the day we come home. Yep. So, and then like I said, you come home from there, and then you had a week off, and then it roles was, reversed, and you got me a job where we work now six years ago, and now I got you a job back at where we work. And then we've been working 50-hour weeks. We worked five tens there, so it's just been Katie bar the doors. Yeah. We've just been busy, busy, busy. And then we're trying to get – we're trying to get hayfields going, and y'all been sawing lumber trying to get rooms built and houses and barns and stuff like that, start get plans out. So we just kind of been over our, over our eyeballs on stuff right this minute. Yeah. So I know it's been kind of sort of a gap here on when we've recorded, but I think we're going to try to – go back to hitting hard i think this will be the hopefully won't be the last but maybe here for a little bit it'll probably be <clears throat> we'll kind of take a break on just me and you i think we'll try to work some more people in because i know you mean we're going to try to maybe get one or two more turkey hunts to kind of finish up talk to some guys that have had some, some success and be able to talk about that because you I mean pretty much we don't have anything but just hey there ain't no turkey we, get, we ever get yawn on here yeah. Oh, yawn. That'll be a treat for everybody. Yeah. There's a boy that owns a gun shop up there in that little town that we hunt, and it's we've a, been talking a, about for the last, I don't know how long, to get him on. So, I mean, hopefully we'll work something out here in the future to we can get him on. And then um, I got a couple other guys that I know that they've had some success this turkey season, and I might try to get on here in the next week or so. And then, um, then after that, I think we're going to try to roll into – summer stuff so you I mean probably like i said guests will be most of this summer because we're not gonna be hunting or nothing so we're just gonna be talking about different topics of yeah we whatever busy summer coming up yeah so but um so hopefully next year will be better for us i don't know you I mean i don't know what don't, to do differently <laughs> i don't know you burned at your place i left freaking ryegrass standing at my place i don't know I'm out of, I don't know. Maybe just wish my dad said it. He's hunted 40 years now. Well, he's 60 years old, so he's hunted more than that. But yep. he's consistently probably hunted and kind of he's recalled. Turkey, he's turkey hunted 40 years or better. And he's, he's told me, he said, you'll have good years and bad years. And he said, this is a bad year. So yep. it's just one of them years of maybe we'll just lick our wounds, look for deer season. and Yeah, which I think, you mean... I think it was across the board that people were seeing a decline in turkey numbers where they were hunting. And I, hopefully that'll encourage them to, you mean, kind of sort of maybe back it down a little bit or do stuff that will help the turkeys like burns. And then, you mean, I know we do it, but trapping would be a probably a big thing for people to do because, you mean, like, possums and coons are one of the biggest predators for turkeys for nest e or nesting eggs yeah so i know we do it just for a sheer fact of you mean we'll look at our phone when the trail camera picture comes in and there's 10 headed coons on there and you're about ready you're done feeding the things but yeah you know i'm mean? about ready to pull my damn hair out i'm looking for i've done come closure i'm gonna find me a damn a night and in one of them infrared or heat seeking scopes and it's gonna be on like donkey kong i'm tired of feeding yeah fucking coons yeah and so i mean i think hopefully far as the numbers 
people. Maybe was, they'll, yeah, maybe they'll get on it. Like I said, I left, I left the food plot standing this year. I didn't dish the food plots under, so they're good. You got ryegrass that are head high out there, so they can go out there and nasty. What are they got to do out there? We've, I'm gonna keep the feeders full of protein feed for the deer, but turkeys every now and then will come up there and mill around here or there and yonder. I got salt, mineral. I don't know what else they want. Yeah. Just give them the smorgasbord of shit to eat and yep. let them rip. So, we'll see. I mean, I don't know as far as our hunting down here. I don't I think I've hunted that, what, five, six years? And this was absolutely, like, not even – this was absolutely the worst year. Like, any Y'all other – didn't kill a bird off that place this year. That's – and we've killed – Killed three off there last year. You, Brian, and then you had one guest come in, didn't yep. you? And then, but the, uh, every other year we've killed two birds off of there. And when you I mean we've left four, five, some years? It ain't like you were overkilling it. No, I mean, it's 500 Maybe. acres. Yeah, you're killing a couple of birds and there was a ton of birds left. Yeah. At the end of the season, you would just let them go do their thing. I mean, you were talking, I didn't really deer hunting with him this past year. Just had a lot going on throughout deer season. But I know, like, the deer season before, we'd be sitting in deer stand and we would see a group of 12, 15 jakes. So, you mean, the turkey numbers were up, and I don't, I mean, I don't know if, like, I knew some land got exchanged between ownerships and stuff throughout that area down there, and I don't know if more hunting pressure was around or people are feeding. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll try it again next year, you mean. That's all, we That's can all you can do. Yep. It's done here. At least it's, I got to try my shotgun out this year. Yeah. It but, works. I tried mine out last year, but it... One yeah. turkey. One turkey. I got one on mine. Yep. It didn't. He didn't He didn't walk that one off. Nope. I like so. it. Three-inch three inch TSS at 50 yards folded him up like lawn furniture. Yep. So, so we'll see. Um, I mean, I know this one's been kind of just around the table here we ain't really talked about one topic um we just wanted to get on here and kind of touch base and let everybody know that we have majorly struck out this year oh god we look like the marlins oh god it was terrible this was worse but um that's gonna be probably pretty much it i mean i don't have really much else no um, uh, i'm about ready to just to shit can this turkey season and put it in the yeah in the Put it in the Rolodex in the back somewhere where we ain't got to bring it back up and remember it. But yep. it's one of them things. If I, I've had bad years here at the house. I've had, because we, you know, we got limited birds here. I used to be able to kill a bird here at the house every year when I was a kid. And then it kind of got a little slow and you know, just back and forth and type thing like that. But it was almost a guarantee. You could, I mean, if I was going to Vegas, I could bet my life savings on going to Georgia and killing a bird in Georgia. Yep. It, you would have, you would have rolled zeros this year. Georgia it was and even the guys the locals up there they're just now starting to kill good birds up there and the locals shit they'll hunt 10 or 15 different properties and I mean the locals know where all the birds are at and I'm just now starting to see where they're actually starting to kill birds and I seen another day on Instagram where Tyler Jordan said they're just now getting fired up and stuff like that so I don't know we'll see we'll go up this weekend Fill feeders up. We'll hunt there on Saturday morning, and whatever happens, happens. If not, load everything up, come home Saturday afternoon, and we'll drag the boat out, go do something. We'll go catch some sun rays and 
bush lights on the boat and for drown our memories away, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's about all you can do. I mean, I guess we're going to go there and plant a little bit of summer food plot, peas or something, just to kind of get the deer a little bit extra. But that's pretty much going to be it till September. That's about that's about the wrap of it. Yeah. I might go up there and plant something. I might go there and dish something under and plant it if we got a couple of days off and I don't have a whole lot going on. We're trying to plant hay fields this year and a couple other little projects we got going down. But outside of that, shit, I got to go over here. The old man's gonna kill me here in a minute because I ain't going there. He done tore up some piece of damn farm equipment. I gotta go there and fix it. <laughs> I told him I said, I'll be over there in about forty-five minutes, an hour. And he's probably over there waiting on me. Or heat and torch and weld and yeah. That's the price you gotta pay whenever you let your father tear off in a piece of equipment. And he hangs a root, bends it, warps it, tears shit up. So yeah. So I know we've talked about it before, and we've talked about it a couple of podcasts, and we've talked about him, but. We haven't really started yet. We were going to have a David Grimes series. No, I'll give you a start on David Grimes. So, we need at least maybe one short story, because we'll cut it short here. But we need a loot, kind of a short story on some riffraff that he's done in the past. Um, you mean... Well, I think we've already... Well, what have we already accomplished? We've accomplished... We talked about him driving up. We drove... About him being in the back seat and the dog being in the passenger seat. I, I don't know if we hit that. I don't think we we hit when he got stuck, and you talked about when he ripped his door off on his truck and he had to get in the passenger side. But I don't think the whole him pulling up under the damn yeah. awning of the camper. No, the one where he pulled up in the back seat. No, oh, yeah, because he did have the awning of the camper. And we got the first time I ever met the man whenever he cut his hair with a pocket knife, and. Hell, we got plenty of stories. Yeah. We got, I don't but, really know what he did the other day. He did something stupid the other day. But the... So we'll we'll stick with the whole in the back seat. So picture this. We're at Jesse's camp campsite here where he's got his place in Jordan. I mean, y'all have already heard about David Grums. But he... Um, we were just standing around. Just It was midday between hunts. I think we were up there turkey hunting. If I can remember right, we were up there turkey hunting. And it was like midday. We were going to go roost that afternoon. We were just... I think we had a fire going. We were just standing out there just... He hanging out. He, he lives up in the very front of the property. Yeah. So we were just out there shooting a bull and just talking and everything. And he has this woman that kind of will come and stay with him half the time. And then she goes off and she'll leave him for... She was living full time with him. Her name is Smiley. Yeah, so... Or Vitra. Her real name's Vitra, but we call her Smiley. So, if you can picture this woman don't have a tooth in her head. Nope. Nicest woman on the planet. I but think, don't have a tooth in her head. Yeah, she is a, she is a salt of the earth. Just a nicest... She's a four-foot-two elf. Nicest woman in the world, but she she didn't even have a, a broke-off tooth in her head. Yeah, so... Um, one of the key components to this story is... David has his dog. He's, his name is Buddy. And this dog... He sleeps in the bed with David. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Vitra slept in one bedroom, and David and Buddy slept in the other bedroom. So, like, this dog goes everywhere with him. Dog lives with him. The dog eats human food right beside him. Yep. They have they have puppy milk and chicken every night, which is fried chicken from Harvey's and milk yep. every night. So, getting back to the story. So, we're just sitting around, standing around, just letting the day go by, just kind of enjoying just hanging out or whatever. And so, we hear the car coming. And we're like, oh, what the heck does he want? Because he was always down there aggravating us, just being in our business or whatever. Yeah, full-blown alcoholic. Yeah. So 
all of a sudden I look over and I like I was so dumbfounded when I seen it. And I said I was like Jesse, you gotta you gotta see this shit. This is this is this is ridiculous. What what it was was his lady friend had a car that she drove. Well, she was driving it. The dog is in the passenger seat and David's in the back seat. They pull up there, put the car in park, get out, talk for what, maybe 10 minutes at the most. Yeah, David gets out of the back seat. He gets out of the back seat. Opens goes, the door for Buddy. Opens the door for Buddy. Let's Buddy out. Tells Beach to go fuck herself. She gets her own self out. She's driving. Yep. Beecher's driving. Buddy's in the passenger seat and David's in the back seat. Yep. And they get out, talk, like everything. I was like, oh, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how that. I was like, oh, maybe maybe Buddy just jumped in the front seat. Dave was like, I ain't going to try to fight with him. Yeah. We're going 300 yards down so, the road. Let's go. Yeah. So I didn't know how that kind of, you mean, seating arrangement, you mean, kind of played out when they left the house. But granted, whenever they went to leave, David opened the door in the front seat. I'm like, oh, shit, he's getting in the front seat. Nope. Let Buddy in, closed the door, went and got in the back seat. They yep. left like that. Yep. I have never this. Dog had priority over David Grimes. Yes. All the time. All the time. Still does to this day. David's got a new truck now, and his old Ford, he, the one he tore the door off of. Yep. He got rid of it. Well, he didn't get rid of it. I think his his brother gave him a, one, of them Car- one of them little canyons, Colorado Canyons, four-door canyons. Yep. But he rides running that now, and old buddies, he's uptown. He's an uptown dog now. Yep. And he is a straight-up mutt. I don't even, I, I couldn't even tell you what even breed that's even in him. I don't, Jonah, the other day, last time I was there, and I about pissed my pants laughing, but there was a cat that come across the damn dike coming in the, right there in the front. I was leaving going home, and there was a cat was in the front yard there at David's, and Buddy seen it, and he decided he was going to strike across that damn yard and go run the damn cat down. But you can picture this dog, because this dog gets human food every night. Oh, so you can damn, si- the oh. size of this dog is like, he's, I don't even know what kind of dog he is. He's, he's like a, almost like a walker hound mix because he's black and white yeah but he's as big as around as he is tall oh yeah he's, he's a 55 gallon barrel with legs yeah and he went to running at this damn cat and there was a whole lot of motion but not a whole lot of speed yeah he was he he thought he was doing something they getting after the, yeah he was the damn cat was across the dike and and into the next neighbor's house before the dog ever got to fucking porch yeah and he went across that fucking yard, and I said, oh, my God. I thought the ass was going to pass the head of that dog when he come around the corner right there because he couldn't slow that momentum down. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and like I said, we've talked about it, so that's our one story for tonight of... David Grimes. Yep. We got more. We have more. Oh, nope. there's plenty of them. They built sheds up there, and he's, he's, the, he's the doer of all but the master of none. Yeah. The old man, he's got no education. He's got nothing to him. And he's just lived a hard life of Knox, so he knows how to do anything and everything he can do it. For home improvement. Home home. improvement. Like, he had a cabin there on his place, and he tore that cabin down and numbered it all the way to the ground and sold it to a guy. Or actually had a guy come pick it up, and it was like a a cabin. And he tore this thing all the way to dirt and stacked it and did everything for it. And the guy never paid him for it, which was pretty shitty, but that's Georgia for you up there. Yeah. Where they're at, that's kind of what what goes on. But but he'll tell you he goes hell. I've done fell off too many damn roofs to be able to get back on another one. And he'll yeah, I mean he'll he don't he's got no shits given. He'll just 
He don't care. He'll get top of the damn ladder. He's going to top a 12-foot fucking fold-out ladder, extension ladder. He's going to top rung of it and just stand there. Be wobbly. Wobbly as hell. He's yeah. just standing there going to town, knowing what the hell he's doing. He don't yeah. care. Hell, I've seen him drive a damn nail through his finger and just keep driving. Yeah. So, well, that was our story for this weekend, for this, for tonight. But I think I kind of want to start a new series on here, like, somebody send in i'll i mean you can send it to my instagram your instagram like so like either like a question or like a topic somebody wants us to talk about i would definitely yeah mean, somebody sends a question even questions we'll print them off or read them yep and then talk about them if yep. somebody wants to know something because we're going to tell you the truth oh yeah it's just it's, it's going to be straight truth whether you like it or not and it might be you know what they say about opinions or like yep. assholes everybody's got one yeah so definitely we'll um we might try to start a series like that and like i said we'll have guests on here so but i mean i think we've been running here for about 45 minutes so we're that's good enough i gotta go fix a tore up piece of equipment yep so um definitely be looking out like i said we'll get a couple of guests on here now i think that's what we're gonna try to run here for a little bit and um we're gonna probably try to stay kind of consistent with it here again um we just been waiting on a turkey to die to have something to talk about and it never happened it never happened so alrighty guys well um, hope y'all enjoyed this one Um, we'll definitely be more up to date on this and um, yeah hopefully we'll be a little more consistent again yep and we'll we're gonna we got some stuff in the future we got some um, topics and questions and guests and stuff that y'all definitely be interested in listening to and we should have a good time at it so I think that's it y'all ready to get just Ready to go get busy? Yeah, I got stuff to go do, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to. All right. Well, I appreciate you all listening, and um, we'll, we'll talk. catch you on the next one. All righty.